everyone. You're listening to Dungeon and Dagness. I am Mark Daly, your DM. And we have with us today, David Blondin. Hey, I'm David, and I play Brock Timbers, the styling bard that may not be large, but is definitely in charge and is ready to get off this land barge. Ryan O'Connor. Hey, everybody, I'm Ryan, and I play Edson, the Electric Knight. Tommy Gray. I'm Tommy Gray. I play Shane, and his magical ability is a gun. And Tommy Stenhouse. Hey guys, it's Kelmar, the shape-shifting druid. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, I'm just going to do a quick recap on what we did last time. Uh, after you guys woke up, um, you guys had a couple extra gold in your pockets, and you guys headed out of Daggerford. Uh, Kelmar's friend, Boyd and Lita, actually landed a great job at Daggerford, and unfortunately had to leave the caravan. But there were new wagons, as well as new travelers, that had joined you guys at Daggerford, and you guys went down the road. The next morning, a female gnome approached you guys in the morning, grabbed the oatmeal from Kelmar's bowl, and pulled out what looks to be a silver bone. This silver bone is like a needle-like, basically spikes all wrapped up into a ball. And she said, let's talk tonight. And walked away from you. And uh, that's where we left off. It is the morning of the second day of your travel. All right. Um, So this is the morning. Um, we have all, we have to travel all day today um, and talk with her tonight. Um, I pull out whatever other rations out of my bag and um, I would pass any of that around instead of the gruel that was uh, possibly tampered with. Can I can I look through the sack of oatmeal that we pulled this food out of to go through that? Uh, sure. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, let's use this one. Uh, I rolled a 16. And my investigation is... Uh, plus two. So an 18. Uh, with an 18, you look through the oats. Uh, you can see a couple of the kernels are a little bit, like, more dense than the rest. Um, you can see that it looks like there's like a little bit of collected, like, you know, lint and stuff like that in the oats, but nothing seems unusual. None of those little silvery tiny bone splinters? Uh, you grab a few of them that seem like they're pretty dense, but uh, they don't unravel like she had uh, when, they sh- mm-hmm. when she showed you this morning. Um, some of them you could probably suspect as possibly being... A silver bone, but uh, they seem to be more like oats. If I have any doubt, I'm going to take it um, out and throw it away. Sounds good. Uh, you see Kelmar kind of digging through a bag and just like grabbing, like grabbing furiously as he like grabs, looks at it, throws it away, looks at it, throws it away, sniffs it, licks it a little bit, nah, tosses it over his shoulder. Maybe pours some, uh, uses some water out of his canteen to pour on it and wash it, wash it, see what, uh, see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, morning 
Uh, breakfast has all finished up, unless you guys want to do anything else before we get back on the road. Um, I suggest we all just keep to ourselves today and let's just get through it. Maybe let's not be as uh, friendly today, I guess. Well, I'm never not going to be friendly, so maybe we'll just ride quietly. Perfect. Uh, Kelmar, you don't have a horse, right? No, I've been riding on the wagon, the back of the wagon. Uh, That's what I did yesterday. Kelmar, please, you can use my horse. I never use the thing. I'm okay. I'm okay with the back of the wagon. This is all right. Why why, why don't you like using the horse? Uh, Horses are unruly creatures. They... They're much too large for a person of my stature, and uh, it's just, uh, they don't, me and horses just don't get along. They don't, we don't work. Mm. I completely get that as I pet my dragon horse. You're <laughs> your dragon horse. <laughs> I'll look at Brock and say, um, no, I appreciate it. If, it. if it's a problem with me riding on the wagon, new har. Would uh, would let me know. Um, oh, it's but, it's no difference. You know, the horse is shackled up with Newhars. He's helping pull Newhards' cart. That's all he does. So, no okay. sweat off the brow here. I sit on the top because I like uh, the vantage point. Yeah, I just sit with my feet dangling off the back, like the back of a truck bed or something. Yep, and then of course uh, Shane rides his horse, uh, and then uh, Etzen rides his uh, dragon, uh, dragon the steed. Uh, so the day goes by pretty quickly. Um, it's overcast, a little cold, um, but nothing really eventful. It was a pretty peaceful day. Um, as you guys are traveling, though, um, you guys do notice that uh, the gnome female that you saw uh, is kind of basically walking between the carts, just kind of chatting up with other people. Will nod at you guys, say, nice weather we're having out here, and then just kind of keep walking. Okay. All right, we're going to head into evening. We're getting set up for dinner. All the carts are getting squared off, um, and you guys are sitting down for dinner. (sighs) Well, whoever's going to prep the food, make a... Make a conscious effort to keep your eyes open. Um, and as you guys examine your food, all kind of hesitant initially when you guys are looking through it. Even Newhar's like kind of picking at it to make sure everything looks good. Uh, you guys don't notice anything unusual about your food. Good. Um, so you guys eat. Um, Newhar and his brother start heading to bed. Uh, you guys get ready for your night shift. And uh, you guys are sitting down at the fire kind of just looking around wondering where the uh, female gnome went and even with all your passive perceptions she just pops up kind of just behind the uh, just behind the wagon hello gentlemen are we having a good evening um, y- yeah he kind of snuck up on us like that well maybe you guys should be uh, more aware of your surroundings hmm Ma'am, what, what, what do they call you? And and how did you know about these these 
foreign objects in our food? Well, first off, my name is Jemna. And you, gentlemen? Oh, I'm Kelmar. And I'll reach my hand out and shake her hand and then bow deeply. Uh, when you bring out to reach her hand, she kind of just puts her hand up and shakes her, uh, shakes her hand. No need. I changed to a fist bump. Uh, she kind of air. <laughs> she just like air does like. As it's in, like... <laughs> nice. I would see that she doesn't shake anyone's hand. I'll just be like, my name's Edson. Pleasure, Edson. Uh, and then looks over to Shane. Uh, and Shane just kind of tips his hat. Shane. Um, and it looks over to the other gnome. Brock. <clears throat> so, gentlemen, and uh, you see her kind of sit down next to the fire, look to her left, look to her right, kind of looks back to her left, looks down the road a little bit. So, we don't work for the same people, but we're all on the same side. We share a belief that the cult of the dragon must be stopped. I need to know what's in those wagons and where they're taking it. Will you help me find out? We can do it tonight. Insight check. Well, Brock? I want, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in an insight checker. No, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, 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 I'm definitely all in. Alright, alright. 16 plus 5. That's a 21. Nice. She seems truthful. Brock, Brock nods his head, uh, gives gives a quick look around, <laughs> leans in a little bit, and says, gold. That's what's in the carts. Are they in multiple carts? I do notice a couple of these uh, cards are a bit cagey. Uh, the one cart, for sure. Saw it with my own eyes. So much gold, though. I'd like, Go ahead, okay. uh, I'd like to look into my uh, book of dragons and try and see if I can find which dragon likes the most amount of gold. Uh, sure. Uh, what what was that with? Like, it was... Um, was it a history check with, with the book? So with the book, basically, you're going to be actually like it's because you've already kind of studied it. Yeah, we'll probably say like it's history, but you're going to get proficiency with it um, just because you've had the book and you've had a chance to study it a little bit. All right. And with proficiency, it'll be uh, 16. Okay, let me take a look here. Uh, you know that red dragons are the most greedy. I I just look to to them and after closing the books, I'm like, maybe they're trying to please a red dragon. Perhaps any dragon. She kind of sighs. Well, it is a nice relief not needing to find out what's in those wagons. Do you guys know where they're taking it? The most we know is the end of the line is water, water deep. Once it's there, um, I was going to follow it. Just yourself or 
are the rest of these gentlemen with you? Well, um, these gentlemen, um, while great uh, warriors in prowess, aren't always the most quiet. So I would follow it, find out where it's going, and uh, take it back. And Brock smiles. With a, and she pauses and looks at me. She's like, well, also taking your cut as well, right? Oh, well, everyone's cut. Everyone's been, had something stolen by these people. Um, and she, like, looks back to her, back down the road. Did you guys see the guy that was walking around in those red robes when uh, you guys were leaving Darkford? Uh, yes, we uh, we did witness someone in red robes. Yeah, it seems really interesting that a uh, red wizard of Thay is being chummy with the Cult of the Dragon. Ooh, red wizards of Thay. Can I roll a history check? Yes, and if Shane was here as well, he could actually roll a history check with advantage, but he's not here. Ooh, it's not great. Kel Kelmar has no idea who any of these guys are. Well, heck no, not even in your region. <laughs> <laughs> I got an 11. Uh, you've heard of th uh, stories of the city of Thay. Uh, you know that the city of Thay used to have um, wizards of each school of magic, uh, basically kind of ruling it as a council. Uh, but you know most recently in the last about five, ten years, uh, it is now currently controlled by one lich, a controller that controls the city. Uh, the red wizards were kind of the military force in Thay, um, and they were kind of pushed out of the city. But that's as far as you know about the red wizards. Okay. The Red Wizards, you say? Yeah, it's strange that they would travel this far to just work with the Cult of the Dragon. And my knowledge of the Red Wizards, I know they're um, from farther away. It wasn't a lie. It wasn't a great role. Do I know that they're um, like evil or not? No. Uh, you wouldn't know them as being evil or good. Uh, you haven't heard enough about them. They're just powerful. Okay. Uh, you know that they are very skilled wizards. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know if uh, Shane knows them. You might be able to roll for that, as I think Mark was saying. Hey, <clears throat> what role is that? History. Uh, you can roll a history history check with advantage, because uh, actually Thay was the nearest large city next to Fallen. Good. Yep. Twenty-one. Uh, you know that the uh, Red Wizards of Thay were exiled from Thay once the uh, Lich Lord. God, what's his name? Oh, it's like I do sex, know. Sex Tham or something like that. Sex fam? Uh -huh. uh, you're aware of just kind of... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember actually what it is. It's probably like C-Z-E-Z-Z. -Z -Z Sex fam. Thay. 
Sam. Sexy Sam. Oh, All right. So forget his name but yeah you remember um that the red Wizards were basically exiled from their city um after the lich lord kind of took over they um it's it's common knowledge especially with you guys being in Falon, being in the closest city uh or large city uh, to the actual they you also know that the fans did a lot of business with Falon. so you saw you've seen red wizards before and when you were in daggerford his clothing and like his just fine yeah, just as close. You can tell that he was definitely a red wizard. Yeah, so <clears throat> addressing the group, I uh, when I was, you know, coming over here from Flan, people asked me if I was fleeing um, for the same reason. Um, these red wizards are there was a a lich who had taken over a nearby city there. Very serious stuff. So. Wait. There's a lich where you live? Oh, near near where I come from. Near the near Flan. Okay, Probably. guys, once we're done with this, I need to smite some undead. Will you tell me how far how far it is from Flan, Mark? Yes, give me a quick moment. I had a feeling this was gonna come up, so I had it open. <laughs> from Fay, it's about two thousand miles to the east. So <clears throat> it's a long way away. 2,000 miles, you know. Um, it's uh, it's 2,000 miles from Flan, so it's quite a ways, but that's how powerful Lich is, right? Within 2,000 miles, we heard about it, and people were wondering if I was fleeing uh, west, right? Um, uh, east. You guys are in the west. Yeah, so when I came here, I came from the, I came from the oh, east. Oh, sorry, I came and so on my, you know, my trek west on my way here, or to join up with you guys, I should say, people were wondering if I was running from the Lich. <clears throat> so these, uh, these Red Robe Wizards um, were exiled from that city of Fae. So they've uh, seen a lot, dealt with a lot. Gemna. Yes, dear. Who do you work for? I don't need to know who you work for, nor do you need to know who I work for. We both have the same goal, do we not? Enemy of my enemy is my friend? We enemies? Well I would say we are not enemies, but either way, we both have, we both agree that the Cult of the Dragon cannot continue to do what they do. Gemna's here to assist us in any way she possibly can, I think. We all have the same the same goal, and if we can be friendly to take down the Cult of the Dragon together, then that's one more, one more ally for us. And Elmar smiles really big and bows deeply to, uh, to Gemna. And she kind of like curtsy and lowers her head. Uh, she's still sitting on a log, so it's not like a quite sure. curtsy. But she looks over at Brock. So do you guys know which carts are Cult of the Dragon? Um, obviously, with uh, our red wizard over here, I'm fairly confident that's one of them. I nod when she says, you know, the red robe is probably with that, that wagon. 
Um, I also say the the halfling with the big nose, bald. They have uh, two carts. Uh, she chuckles a little bit. She's like, he does have quite an exceptional nose, doesn't he? Yes, he does. <laughs> Indeed. Um, they're, um, the red gold cloak person talked to them briefly as well before uh, taking up with Amon. So uh, that's hmm. the other cart so, that I know for sure has contraband. Contraband. Hmm. Very interesting. Would you say that there are any other carts that are in suspicion? Um... The guards, um, this other, this cart over here, it's got a female driver, um, Trevor Samuel, they have have two new guards, they joined us at Daggerford, they have been, uh, those are the ones that have been eyeing us for a couple days now. Uh, she kind of like peers back to the back of the road, and she's like, yes, I have noticed they've been, uh quite interested in your group um i've seen uh the big human up there um less um Thesro, the silent i've seen him talk with uh Iman and the big nose at tony's tower but i don't know if it was just friendly banter on the road or if they were working together at all um, I've seen them talk. The really tall one, right? The looks like a troll size. Yes, know? yes, the giant guy. Giant. And like she like pauses and shakes her head. It's amazing that you can see the people you see out on the road. You never see that kind of guy walking around the city. <laughs> they don't fit. <laughs> She chuckles as well. Okay. Um, so possibly a destination, Water's Deep. We have at least a couple of carts that we know are the Cult of the Dragon. So I must ask, how did you guys get involved? Well, ma'am, uh, let's just say there's uh, a lot of people who didn't deserve any of this trouble or hardship affected. And uh, we just want to make, you know, make it right by them. Uh, she nods her head and in, uh, in agreement. She pulls out a flask. She's like, I drink to those that have lost because of them. I'll dig out one of the bottles of wine. <coughs> cheers her. Take a swig. Hand I'll it over. Cheers to up my canteen. Yeah, I'll hand it yeah, over I, to Edson. I, I'll look at Gemna and uh, and say and look at Brock and be like these guys hired me they needed my protection and I'll give him a big old smile and like a wink at Brock yes we did very valuable this uh, Kelmar Uh, very good friend as well That's good. Friends are in high demand, especially on the road. 
What's your vested interest in this? That red wizard. Uh, his name is Asbara Jos. Been following him for quite a while, trying to figure out what his involvement is with the Cult of the Dragon and why the Cult cares about him so much. Uh, A Z B A R A J O S. Asbara Jos. Uh, Essen and Brock, you guys can both give me just intellect checks. Just give me the whatever intellect bonus you have. Alright. 17 plus 2, 19. That'll be a 9. Uh, Brock, this name rings a bell. Uh, Alaria mentioned this name a few times before. I've... I've heard of this man. He's making enemies in a lot of places, it sounds like. She pauses and kind of looks over, and she's like, What have you heard? A fellow, you know, someone on the road we traveled with us for a little while um, mentioned, mentioned that name um, in her past. Just something I uh, I recalled. Hmm. Very peculiar. Looks like there's someone else that's keeping an eye on him. More eyes, the better. Indeed. Do you guys know what the end game is for the Cult of the Dragon? I noticed their uh, activity has picked up a little bit in the west here, and they started to deal with uh, real dragons instead of uh, necrolith or dragolich. Dra that's the term. I think it's dragolich, right? Yeah. Okay, Brock is is well, um, a little, hesitant, little hesitant here. Um, and she seems to know a lot, but not a lot at all, but doesn't really want to talk about how she knows anything. Um, can I do one more insight check on her, or, or... Sure. Okay. One. Okay, another 17. Wow, that's pretty sweet. Um, plus five. That's going to be a uh, 22. Uh, everything she, she's talked about seems like it's truthful. Um, she's being very honest with you gentlemen. Uh, but Brock, you can tell that she might not be saying everything. Yeah. I think, you know, the plan right now is follow and just keep an eye on them. That's 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 the end game at my point in time. When we reach that point, then we'll make it the further plans. But I, I don't really have a per se direction. Fair enough. Um, well, gentlemen. It was an absolute pleasure talking to all of you. Let's make sure uh, we don't be seen together again. All right? And she winks her eye. We'll see you stands in up. Water's Deep. Indeed. Keep your wits about you. And as she walks away, like you can kind of like almost like see uh, see her fade into the darkness, and it's almost like magically that she like almost like disappears. 
into the darkness of the night. All right, we are hitting nighttime unless you guys want to talk about anything before we get to bed. That's one scary lady. I'm glad she's on our side. And I'm going to look around for, like, some confirmation from the guys. What makes her trustworthy again? I'm pretty good at reading people. And I typically get a good read on gnomes in particular. I, I believe everything she said. If she was lying, she is a master at it. Okay. But what troubles me is I don't think she was giving us all of the information. I feel um, like she was fishing us for information more than we were her. Well, I think all people are good until they give you reasons to think of them as bad. So, um, Shane's going to roll his eyes at you. Cause that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I would think Kelmar actually doesn't even see him roll his eyes, and you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Nope. <laughs> just totally oblivious. <laughs> um, so, we don't think that he's here to do us any harm. But, he's not letting everything on. What shady secret do you think she could be hiding now? I totally get that this is complete and total hearsay. You know, try not to get carried away with a whole bunch of you know. What's are trials, you saying? Like, what's the worst case away. scenario? Well, that or anything else. So, like, um, maybe she's a spy for the cult of the dragon. They've picked that up crossed my mind. Trail. Okay. Okay. It, so, it, it, it crossed my mind, but and uh, that's why I'm not actually telling her that. You know what our plan is. I wanted to see if she would uh, give us any any inkling, but um, for real, I would love to know who she works for. Because I'm pretty sure she knows who we work for. Just a hunch. Well, if need be, I I could zone of truth her next time. It's, you know, it's not always like the most uh, friendliest thing to do to to someone. <laughs> What do you mean? Just forcing them to tell the truth? Oh, yeah, it might be. <laughs> I think... Uh, I have no good answer for it. I, th- I think maybe um, until we get to the city while we're here and we have you know the two shifty-eyed fuckers, um, I think we do double watch. Um, so, uh, our destination 10 days from now, right? Or nine now? Eight. Eight days. Eight now. Is this our final destination? For, no, for now, though. Like, okay. until we get uh, a new lead or an, a new direction, but this is, this is our direction. No, I mean, where did the, where's the wagon stopping? Water's deep. And that's it? Or they were traveling to another city after that? That's where uh, Newhart gets off at least, so we would be out off the caravan. And I don't think there's another one that goes north. I think this is like the final the stop for this caravan. And then they'd either go back south or, um, you know, whatever. 
did you want to take first watch? I'll take it with you. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, let me take, uh, uh, I can take Etzen, you take Kelmar. And they, and they, and they assist us. <laughs> sure. That was good. Cool. Uh, just as a reminder for everyone, uh, we need three watches for the night. <clears throat> I'll take one. Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll take alone. With two alone. and then one, and then a couple alone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, I'm not the but most perceptive type, so I'm it should probably be Dave and me alone, and then you two together. Tommy, you got what do you got? Work. Plus four to perception. Um, let's see here. Yeah, as a druid, yours should be really high. Perception. Yep. Persuasion, yeah, plus four. Okay, I have a plus five. Okay, what what do you have, Tommy Gray? Plus six. Plus six, yeah. So see, I'm still. <laughs> okay, so you two go together, and then uh, me and Tommy will go separate. And then I'll and get, we'll he'll do. assist me. Yep. All right, so I'll go <laughs> first, Mark. Okay. Go ahead, first wash. All right, that's a twelve plus five, seventeen. Uh, pretty peaceful evening, uh, but after the conversation with uh, Gemna, you're kind of just like more aware and kind of like looking around, keeping your eye on all the wagons that are near you guys. Uh, and your shift finishes up. Nothing eventful. Okay. I'm uh, going to wake up Kalmar and Etzin for the second shift. All right. <clears throat> so I just get to do with advantage? Yeah. However you guys like to do it, you can each roll individually, or you can roll with advantage. Uh, nice. I got a 19 and a 1, so <laughs> a 23. Uh, Kelmar, with Edson, Edson with you. You guys are pretty aware, looking around um, as well, kind of like the conversation after listening to Jamna. Um, you guys are pretty sharp tonight, uh, looking around at the different wagons, and uh, it seems pretty peaceful, and it uh, starts to rain just a little bit as you guys are finishing up your shift. Then we go and wake up, Shane. Um, not good. In eleven. Uh, Shane, you're sitting there, and the rain dripping on top of uh, on top of your hat uh, just reminds me of it reminds you of the sounds and smells of being near the moon sea when you're in full on. Kind of gets you a little more comfortable than you're used to. Um, you know, you're pretty alert and pretty aware most of the time on the road, uh, but uh, tonight you just feel a little more relaxed with the rain, kind of like hitting the top of your hat, uh, hitting the side of the wagon, uh, but pretty uneventful. Um, you get a little tired as the uh, shift's about to end, but uh, you see the sun starting to rise around the, around the horizon. As the sun rises, stand, stretch, shake off the water from the hat, put the rifle away, back in its case, sling it on my shoulder, and... Uh, Check our breakfast food for poison. <laughs> sure. You uh, check notes. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. Okay. Back. Okay. Okay. 17. I uh, look through the oats, and it seems like everything is in order. Uh, there's a couple oats that are a little more round than oats would normally be, and you kind of pick them out, and uh, it doesn't seem like they're made of metal, but they're pretty dense. 
Um, I'm gonna go uh, start waking the crew up peacefully and nicely and easily. Um, and I guess I'll start with Brock. Um, you awake? Uh, yeah. Get up. I looked at these. I, I did a once over on, the, on these oats. I'm not so sure about them. If you want, double check them. If you don't, throw them away. Yeah. And I'll go wake I'll... up the rest of our friends. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. Appreciate it. Go ahead and give me an investigation check, Dave. Uh, 13 plus 3, 16. Uh, you look through the oats, and uh, a couple of the grains are a little harder than normal. Um, as you look through it, you do find a small spider inside of it, and you pinch it out and throw it out. Um, and you're digging through it. Um, doesn't seem anything unusual. Seems like oats as you're going through the bag. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll do breakfast this morning. I'll start the fire and get the oats cooking and just uh yeah yep so you guys all wake up uh you guys eat your oatmeal all of you are cautious of eating your oatmeal um as you guys are eating it and you guys get through it newhar and his brother both be with you guys also cautious kind of like scooping around digging their spoon through their through their uh gruel uh but everything seems fine and you guys wake up in the morning and uh, we continue down the road Today is pretty rainy. Um, it's not like a heavy rain, uh, but it is windy um, as you guys are traveling down the road. Um, and everything seems pretty peaceful throughout the day. And uh, it's evening again. Well, hey. Uh, in the distance where you guys are at, um, let's see, one, two, three. Uh, you guys can see the, just over the horizon, you guys can see the... Waterdeep Forest, which is the uh, forest before you get to Waterdeep. Do you guys need the map again? No, it's there. Mm, I think we have it on the chat. Hopefully it is. Uh, basically, where you guys are at, think of one, uh, Think of uh, ten spaces between Daggerford and Waterdeep. You guys are three out of ten. Three out of ten. And there's a forest? You can see the forest in the distance. Off to the right. Yep. Got it. So we're not going to be crossing it anytime soon. Yeah, there's not a couple days. We also see the bay to the left. The little inlet. Is that what that is? Uh, probably not. Probably not with how inland the uh, land is. Cause that's like a good like forty, probably thirty or forty miles. Got it. Uh, we have traveled a long right. way. <laughs> we have Goodness. trouble traveled yeah, a very long way. Traveled a... Like uh, I scaled back to like, oh, I remember when we were at that city. Did we start there? No, we didn't start there. We got to scroll back a little farther. Like, oh, there it is. Shit. <laughs> yeah, you guys have traveled probably a good thousand miles already, heading north. Oh. All right. So. And my town's not even on this map. No, this is the uh, Sword Coast. Uh, the uh, Sword Coast specifically. Yeah, this is as west as it. This is as west as it gets, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the only more west you can get is to Schultz. 
which all of us, I think except Etzen, are aware of where Cholt is because of another campaign. You'd be happy you're not in Cholt, Etzen. You'd be happy you're here. <laughs> the no, sword coast like where it, it's safe. Oh, he, he would have a blast. Anyways. <laughs> Alright, night shift, guys. Okay, are we going to fast travel or are we going through all, all 10 days? I have to do all 10 days. Oh, okay. Alright, first watch. 17 plus 5. I'm rolling hot, boys. 22. Uh, pretty peaceful evening. Uh, the rain has been constant since uh, last night. Um, it's a pretty wet, miserable evening. Uh, you can't get the fire going. And uh, you're sitting there in a bit of a wet dirt area. And uh, you're just trying to like keep yourself dry as best you can. Try to stand up, lean up against the wagon. I'm uh, going. Sometimes you like hop up on top of the wagon to kind of like. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. um, pull out the silver raven, and I'm going to send a message to um, Mordecai. Mordecai. Um, I'm going to inform Sounds him. I'm going to inform him about the uh, the red robes involvement. Um, you sit there and you, uh, send the message out, um, pretty quiet for about probably like 30 minutes. Um, after a while you start like putting the, uh, raven back in your bag here. Um, and then you like pull the raven out and you hear Morika's voice. Red wizard, you say? Yes, at least one. Huh. Fascinating. And he pauses for a second and thinks. Um, where are you guys at right now? We are about seven days um, south of Waters Deep. Hmm. You guys have made good travel. And I'm glad to hear your voice, by the way. Same uh, same to you, Mordecai. Uh, we've had um, uh, no, no real trouble. Nothing to uh, seriously report upon. Excellent, that's good. Um, did you guys have a chance to uh, check out Dragonspear? No. Um, you traveled past it. We, yeah, yeah. We just traveled. We just traveled past it. Um, we didn't get a chance to go in. Um, no camping was. We weren't camping by it. It was during the day. And he's like, "Art." I've always wanted to check out Dragonspear myself, but uh, obviously I've been tied to my tower. Well, either way. Um, so red wizards, actually. They come from Thay, far east. Quite powerful wizards. Um, I'd say comparable to myself. That's what, I, that's what I've heard. That's what I've remembered. Um, he's, uh, he's riding on the cart of one of the suspected carts. So it's... He definitely has some sort of involvement. Right, and you say, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. So, Red Wizards are with the cult? Oh, yes. God. Um, and Brock, oh, it's not good at all. Maybe this name, this name ring a bell to me. Maybe it'll ring one to you. Um, as Bara Jost. Uh, you hear, like, shuffling of papers, and he, like, shuffles around. 
has buyer jaws. Has buyer jaws. Not not a leader in the Red Wizards, so I have nothing on him. But if the Red Wizards are involved with the Cult of the Dragon, um, they're probably the wizards that are going to open the portal for Tiamat, more likely. That makes all too much sense that they, the cult would go out and okay. find the strongest wizards they could to perform the ritual. Yes, indeed. Um, Red Wizards are known for their interdimensional portals. And I believe that probably uh, this as Asbara yes. um, is probably not the only Red Wizard that works with them. No, I don't think it would. That is a big concern indeed. Um, I will contact a few of my associates and see if I can find more information on this. Uh, as Bara Jos, you said? Yes. Yeah, I'll see if I can find more about him. Uh, but on a lighter note, how does the orb go? Oh, the orb goes well. It it took a bit of a back burner. Um, I actually lent my skills to um, a new companion that we picked up on the road, um, coming north, and we helped. Uh, I helped, um, you know, magically infuse uh, some armor that we were building for him. So the training go. The training part as well, just not particularly on my item. Yes, yet. Excellent. Well, what kind of material do you guys get to work with? Or are we talking just? basic leather we're talking about no it was actually um these birds that brock would definitely remember they were like patreons patrons fuck alls praetons we actually used (coughs) praeton feathers to make it a hide armor Ah, superb praeton feathers are uh quite magical indeed they have their own uh, magical properties to them. Uh, I bet you made myself a fair amount of potions off those feathers. Well, we, uh, me and uh, a couple other in the group all lent a hand on uh, on it, and it uh, turned out pretty good, if I say so myself. Makes me uh, very uh, interested in um, what I can do with this uh, the orb. Superb, and you can you almost like feel like he's like excited, like oh, uh, I I do enjoy myself a little bit of crafting myself. Uh, it's good to hear that you are getting into it myself, yourself. Absolutely, it's it's fascinating. When uh, I first picked up all the my magic, it all just came to me while I was playing. But I, I feel. The more I use it, the more I'm harnessing it. I feel like I can use it in different ways, not just through music. It's very interesting. It's quite invigorating, isn't it? To be able to uh, learn what you can do. Absolutely. I uh, I pride myself uh, being a, a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, so any little bit I can learn. Excellent, excellent. Um, how are Shane and Edson? Are they all doing well? Everyone's no faring fine. Um, our fourth companion is named Kelmar. Um, she has the best heart. 
this if he wasn't with our group, this world would eat him up. But uh, he does. He keeps. He keeps us grounded. I. I. I enjoy his company. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, he reminds me of Brimstone. Always the positive gentleman. Oh, that's even more of a reason to uh, like uh, like him. Indeed. Well, Brock, it was a pleasure talking again. Please, keep me up to date whatever your travels are. Will do. Um, the next time we speak, it'll probably be from Waters Deep with um, some uh, information on where they are. Excellent. Before I leave, any word on Resmir? Um, word is, if you uh, listen to rumors, which I always do, uh, he's a five days ahead of us. She, she, yeah, uh, she is uh, five days ahead of us. Um, there was a rumor that people saw a black half dragon riding north uh, a couple days before the caravan got into Daggerford. And then we took a few days there, so she's at least five days ahead of us. <sighs> she's probably riding quickly up to the north, probably trying to get ahead of the caravan as much as possible. I agree. Well, be safe out there, Brock. And again, I hope to hear from you soon. Mordecai? Yep. All right. Um, that would probably be um, me and uh, Kelmar. Go ahead. All right. And while we're uh, while we're up, I'm probably going to be uh, working on my armor a bit, kind of fine detailing that uh, Bahamut symbol on the pauldrons and everything. Uh, sure. Going to give me a blacksmithing check with uh, proficiency. Alrighty. 21. Uh, you kind of like work on it. Um, you're trying to be as quiet as you can because you don't want to wake up your companions. Um, and you are kind of like working out the shoulders and stuff, trying to get the edging kind of like turned over to get a little bit of like detail on the edge of the shoulder pads. Um, as you're working it out, uh, you start to uh, grab like one of your like files and start to like file out a uh, shape of Bahamut on there. Um, it looks pretty good right now, but you can tell that like it would be better if I can just sit down at a forge, reheat this metal, and just get a nice defined look onto it. Okay. Um, well, then I'm also going to try and see if tonight I can integrate some straps so that I can have the the cloak I'm wearing uh, intertwined with the armor. So it's like a bit of a better fit. Yeah, um, as you go kind of like using the cloak and you're like trying to like attach it to the straps that you have that you already made um, on the pauldrons, you can see like where you want to connect it once the armor is finished and you kind of like get up like a game plan out that you can get a better idea of like how you're going to weave in the uh, robe along with it. Cool. So no perception check uh, for the night? Yes. Cool. Thank you, Kelmer. 
it's a 15 and a 5, plus 4, 19. Uh, pretty peaceful night. Uh, Kelmar, you love the uh -huh. rain. Um, the rain is just dripping on you. It's like nice, cold, and refreshing. Uh, the air feels really clean. Um, it's really refreshing. And all you hear most of, the, most of your shift is just the clinging of Etzin's armor as water is just going... And Etzin, you probably are very miserable currently. I'm absolutely freezing. Tale of two blue guys. Well, yeah, Kelmar in his uh, short sleeves. Uh, <laughs> I guess I like, roll up his pants because he's like, oh, I'm getting warm. Put my feet in some puddles. Uh, I could okay. look at Kelmar and go like, I wish I could be like that. <laughs> Freezing my ass off. But you just gotta, gotta embrace the water. Just feels so good, you know? No offense, but I think it might be a little easier for you in that regard. Yeah, that that, that is true. I can do this, and then I'll uh, um, I'll use what's my little cantrip? I can use shape water, <clears throat> and I'll like make a like humanoid figure of Etzin out of the water, and he's swinging his hammer. Uh, going me our Kavacha. All right, that's plus five. <laughs> Let's go. Ten plus five is fifteen. Uh, you make a pretty good representation of Edson, uh, and you uh, show him off with using his axe, and you kind of like spin it with your hands, and you can see like the energy kind of pulling from the ground as you pull energy uh, from the ley lines of magic, and you kind of you kind of like grab like the water from the rain and kind of like cup it in your hand, but it's not touching your hand. And it just slowly forms Edson's body. And you can see that Edson, uh, it almost like you are creating images of like when Edson was fighting against the trolls and defending himself as you guys stayed back and protected yourselves. Yep. Uh, but the night goes by pretty peacefully. Um, you guys hear rustling out in the field. Uh, most of the fields that are around you guys are pretty tall, like grass and grains around you guys. Uh, not too much trees or anything like that, but uh, pretty tall grass. Uh, but a pretty peaceful. And you guys shift ends. Shane. We'll go wake up Shane. <clears throat> I roll. Oh, yes. After my terrible roll, I roll a nat 20. So nice. 26 total. Uh, Shane, you're uh, in the rain. You don't want to really clean your pistol, but uh, you kind of like get your cloak over your head and kind of like cover up your like placemat, and you do your procedure. You take apart your gun, clean every single portion of it, uh, but you're using like your cloak to kind of like cover up as much as you can, and you clean it all out. But you're very aware, keeping your eye on everything. Uh, you do see one of the guards uh, from one of the back one of the back wagons kind of pass by pass by you, and he kind of like. Uh, nods at you as he walks past. Um, this is one of the guards that you made uh, friends with, that you got his uh, necklace back. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll nod back. I would have called him over, but he's a little too far away. Yeah. And uh, you have a pretty peaceful evening. Um, the rain starts to let up just at the tail end of your shift. 
uh, you kind of do your fine, uh, final touches on cleaning cleaning your gun. Um, which you notice actually takes you a little longer now because of the long barrel, um, and you have to like actually start using uh, different tools, and you kind of makeshift a long like almost like uh, a filter to be able to like stick down into the long barrel to make sure it stays clean. And you guys wake up in the morning. All right, so we wake up in the morning. Oh, all right. Uh, is it raining? Uh, no. Just light and mist occasionally. Let's do this. Come on. Fourth quarter. We're almost there, guys. You guys wake up. Uh, gruel for breakfast again. Uh, you guys are still hesitant, but a little more confident this time that uh, the gruel seems fine. Uh, you guys go throughout the day. Um, the weather is actually surprisingly clear. Uh, a lot of clouds in the sky, uh, but just mostly mist as you guys are traveling along. Uh, Kelmar, you are thriving in it. You feel great. The yeah. moisture on your skin just reminds you of being next to the coast. Um, this is probably like the longest period of time that you've been away from a river or some source of body of water. Like, yeah, I was in the river a couple of days ago, but that's not nearly as enough time as I would like to spend in the water. Um, and you guys actually get through your day pretty peacefully. Uh, you guys see Jamna during the middle of the day kind of just... Uh, tilt her hat towards you guys and just continues walking on as she walks down the caravan. Alright, we're heading in tonight. Um, tonight it's pretty clear. Um, still brisk and cool. Uh, you guys are getting closer to the uh, bay to your left, to the left of you if you guys are looking at the map. Um, so you guys are feeling that like kind of ocean coolness and breeze coming across. Okay, I will watch the first... 12 plus 5, 17. Um, pretty peaceful evening. Uh, Brock, did you want to work on your orbital? No, I'm saving my money. That's. I thought, I've been thinking about that. Okay. I want to buy something um, in town. Okay, sounds good. Uh, a couple of travelers pass by you, uh, kind of nod, uh, nod their head as they pass by, uh, just being friendly. Uh, you do see the guard that uh, Shane kind of made buddy-buddy with uh, walk by, and he kind of just uh, walks past you, gives you a look, nods his head, and walks by. Um, yeah, I wake, up, I wake up the, the Blues Brothers. Nice. Smooth. I love it. All right. Ooh, that's a 10 and an 8. Um, what, I have plus 4, so 14? Uh, pretty peaceful evening. Uh, Ed's kind of working on his armor while you're kind of like just like manipulating water and just kind of like slowly trying to recreate that image of that genie that you saw in that dream. Mm -hmm. um, trying to make that reconnection with him. Um, and as you are sitting there, you're looking around, uh, you see the guard that also was friendly to Shane walking the other direction. And he uh, nods his head at you guys and walk past you. I'll give him a little, a little wave. I think it's like a Kelmar wave, like a kid, when uh, he shakes his hand really quickly and waves him. Hey, like smiles. Hello. <laughs> yes. Yep. And you guys, does the shift seem pass by? Cool. We'll go wake up um, Shane for the last shift. I'm going to run up to um, 
the person, you know, I'm closest to it that's looking at whatever's going on and ask them what's going on. Um, and it's a uh, male human, and he looks back at you and he's like, someone's been killed. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to force my way up front. Uh, sure. will also be right behind him. Uh, so you're you're just getting waking up by Brock, so I would say that actually Shane probably got there before you. Oh, okay, so, I got it. Okay. Never mind. Uh, Shane, you can either give me an acrobatics or a athletics check to kind of either use your strength to push people out of the way or your acrobatics to kind of like slide your way between them. Yeah, a 24. Uh, yeah, you uh, kind of slide your way through and you get up to the front. And uh, you can see that there is the guard that, not the one that you gave the ammo back to, uh, but you can see him kind of over someone's body, uh, kind of mourning. And the other guard that you saw before is on the ground, bleeding uh, blood out. Um, so at this point, I would say that uh, if Brock, Edson, and Kelmar are going to go to the caravan, you guys would be ar- arriving at this time. And Trevor's uh, the one who's dead. Yeah, Trevor is dead. Samuel is the one you know of. The one that you got damn look back for. Which one did I see walking that night? Uh, Samuel. Is that the one? That's not the one who's dead. <laughs> He's the one that's over the uh, dead body. <clears throat> Samuel's alive. Yeah. Alive. Um, I'll call out to Samuel. So, yeah, Brock and Edson and Kelmar, you guys are like approaching the crowd, and the crowd is like kind of difficult to get through. Uh, so yeah, you call it to Samuel. And Samuel, uh, Samuel looks up, uh, looks up at you, and uh, he f- his first reaction is, "Did you do this? Did you do this?" Um, I hold both hands up. No, I of course not. I had nothing to do with that. I just woke up and I just got here. What happened? <laughs> so, someone killed him. Someone killed him, and he like looks at the wound. Some some kind of blade, a large one at least. What weapons do you have on you? And he kind of like stands up and like starts to approach you. Um, I, I take one step back and I take out my rapier, which is the only blade I have on me. Um, besides like a regular small knife. Um, I just go, this is it right here. No big blade here. I could barely pick one of those up anyway. And like crap. Yeah, and he grabs like a rapier, looks at it. And obviously it's clean, hasn't been used in quite a few days. And he just handed it back to you. He's like, I bet you it was one of your friends. God. That's real. Not at all. They just killed my friend. No, of course not. You know, we're, we're all good friends here. And, and they're, they're not. They would never do anything like this. You guys can probably hear this at this point. Uh, Brock. Yeah, Brock, probably. You guys are like kind of getting yourself through the crowd. Uh, as you see the Samuel kind of like approaching like Shane and grab his blade, look at it and then kind of push it back and say that. Is he accusing anyone else in the crowd of people? Just Shane. As of right now, Shane. Okay. Uh, And he kind of looks around and kind of sees all the people around him. Who has a blade? Long sword, short sword, any of that kind. Uh, and you see, like, a couple people, like, have, like, short swords and long long swords on their hip. And uh, he starts, like, randomly ac- accusing people, just like, did you do it? Did you? How about you? Um, I'm going to attempt to calm him down. I'd like to go up to the man and go, like, by the way, I have a 
quite an arsenal, but I have an idea of how to help you out. Like, it would take too long to show you all my weapons. He sees, like, the longsword on your hip, on, your hip uh, on the opposite side of your axe, and he's like, you did it, didn't you? You've always been having your yeah. eye on us, haven't you? You're the one. You're the one that killed my friend. Uh, no. But I have a way I could help you out with finding who it is. I'm sure of it. No, no, no. With you saying that, absolutely. You're the one that did it. No, no, oh, wait, no. Wait, no, wait, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Don't do okay, anything hasty. Okay, but what proof do you think I have done it? Your blade will match the wound. That's all I need, and I know you guys have been watching us. Oh, no, 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 no. Edson, uh, Samuel, I promise you, Edson would never do anything like this. First of all, he's a paladin, and paladins would never do anything like this. Um, secondly, we just woke up. Uh, uh, they just woke up. I was the last shift. I didn't see anyone. We can talk about it. You know, let's not jump to any hasty conclusions here. Uh, and as you guys hear from the crowd, um, a couple of people kind of speak up like, yeah, they've been good to this group. They would have never done anything like that. This guy like kind of points to the shame. This guy, when we were fighting, when we were in the trolls near the, uh, near the field of the dead, he was the first one to come out to the other caravans. He was one of the first people to help us out. And you hear a couple other people, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, th these are good guys. They wouldn't do anything like that. And then, like, a like argument kind of starts happening, and, like, he starts continues to accuse you guys as well as just everyone in your group, just that you guys definitely did it. And the crowd's, like, behind your back, like, no, 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 no. There's no way that these guys would have done it. Looking around, do I see uh, Gemna <laughs> in the crowd? Uh, check. Um, uh, 11 plus 5, so 16. Uh, you see her hat, uh, almost because it's like kid height, and you see her hat on the backside of most of the crowd. I can't see her face though. Mm -mm. Um, and as that's going on, uh, you guys hear a very low monotone voice come out. People, people. And you see, uh, the gentleman with dark skin, red robes on people without true evidence, as well as a witness. There is no proof that anyone has done this. We shall let the gods decide the fate of those that were killed by this man or whoever killed this man we cannot truly identify who it is and you must just let it be um a couple of the people in the caravan are like oh okay okay he kind of has a point and some a couple of them disperse um as they're dispersing dave you finally see jamna kind of looking over just kind of look watching the situation as as people are dispersing she disperses herself okay and everyone starts to break apart, and uh, the guard kind of just flips over uh, his body and just crosses his arm, closes his eyes, and uh, kind of just like a small prayer. Um, I'm going to go over there. I'm not going to touch him or anything, and I'm just going to go like into a squat next to him and wait for him to finish. 
Um, and he kind of finishes up his prayer and looks over to the right of you. And he's like, you know, I'm sorry I accused you. I'm, I'm a little emotional right now. And I've lost a close friend. I understand. And think nothing of it. I do have to ask you something that may be very upsetting, though. And he like, looks up at you. And he kind of like puts his hand on his hip right where his blade is. What in particular? We need to investigate this area along with the body to try to figure out as best we can who did this to your friend. I'd like to then go up to him and say, and once we do find it, I, I am a paladin and I can do a ceremony for a funeral right for your friend if you'd like. He pauses for a second, kind of hesitant. He kind of hesitates a second, and he looks at you, and he's like, "It's all right, I'll bury my friend, but if you guys want to examine the the area, you're more than welcome to." Um, and he uh, goes over to uh, his bag that's like hooked onto the cart, and kind of grabs out and grabs out a couple things, and he grabs like a holy symbol. Um, and he's like, "Go ahead, I will say my words, my last words to him." All right. Uh, can I try and see if I recognize the holy symbol he pulls out? Uh, sure. Give me a little check. All right. Whew. Nice. Okay, so that's a uh, 22. Um, I got a 15. Shane, luckily there's no rain today, so you get a full opportunity to uh, open up your gun, clean everything out. Um, and this is actually one of the first times you got to sat down and actually your horse was kind of interested in what you were doing and, uh, you kind of welcome him in and he kind of like sniffs at your guns, uh, licks a couple pieces and, uh, it kind of reminds you of Unwe, um, back at, uh, Baldur's, uh, Baldur's Keep or Baldur, Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Baldur's Gate. Cause I'm a dummy. Um, you're, remi- you're reminded of just Unwe and looking, looking at the horse, you just can tell that like Unwe had like a good... 25% more muscle on her. And uh, you just get the horse and just, it just fondly remembers that powerful horse that uh, took you all the way from the far east all the way over to where you need to be. Nice. Um, clearly forming a bond with the horse as well. Um, so I close up the rifle, spin the cylinder so it makes that sound that everyone really likes. Um, and is the sun rising yet? Um, pretty soon, yeah. You can tell it's like coming over the horizon. You can see that glow over the uh, uh, over the hill. Um, yeah, I'll put it back in its little case, close it again, throw it over my shoulder and take a big, deep breath. <laughs> Morning air. Yeah, as you wake up, uh, that morning air, you have that little bit of uh, salty uh, kind of smell as you breathe into it, and you can tell that, like, just you guys are getting a little bit closer to uh, that bay that's coming up on the road. And you guys all wake up the next morning. Uh, as you were, as you're about to wake up, everyone, Shane, uh, you hear commotion in the southern part of the caravan, like uh, people talking. You hear a woman go. Ah! <laughs> um. I wake up uh, whoever's closest to me 
You just can pick somebody random. You can roll a d4 and just figure out what it is. So it's up to you. Yeah. We'll do like Brock one, Edson two, Kelmar three, and four doesn't count. Yeah. Cool. Uh, four would have been I woke up no one, but um, I rolled a one, so it's gonna be Brock. Um, I'm gonna wake up Brock. Uh, Brock, then... it's a startling wake up. It's like. Yeah, I would imagine you probably kick his ankles or something like that. What? What? What's up? There's something going on a few ca- uh, wagons away. I'm gonna go check it out. Um, just letting you know. Wake the other two up. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll start immediately. Run over to whoever's closest, Kelmar, and like, hey, hey, wake up! Some uh, something maybe going on. And same yeah. thing, Edson. Mm-hmm. Alright, I start putting on my armor. Nice. <clears throat> it starts putting on his armor and like he's like has like one boot on. He's like, hold on guys, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> um, you guys go on ahead. <laughs> so, um, how far down? Uh, how many wagons down till I see what's whatever's going on? Yeah, so Shane, you pass by uh, the wagon directly behind you guys, the one that has the exotic birds, and you can see that the uh, guards are still next to the wagon, but the person that was driving it actually looks like he has moved. Um, You get down three to four wagons down, and uh, you see everyone kind of crowding around a wagon. Um, As he he, like pulls it out, um, you can't quite get like a really good eyesight on it and you can't really like know exactly what it is um, but it does definitely seem to be uh, some kind of uh, dragon deity even with a 22? Oh, well, religion check wise it's just you wow. can't quite get to see everything and he like kind of holds it in his hand and kind of covers it up okay so dragon deity I- I'd like to say to him like um could, could I ask what your symbol is? Uh, and he kind of unfolds it, and it seems to be a Bahamut symbol in his hand. To which then I'd like to look around, see if anyone else is near us. Uh, most of the people have dispersed. Um, some people are keeping their eye on the wagon itself, but uh, everyone else is kind of spreading out. I'd like to show him a little bit of my shield to show the Bahamut's. Go like, I'm a fellow worshiper of Bahamut. Um, and he kind of just smiles and he's like, let us pray for my friend. Indeed. I hope that he can rest in peace. Uh, and he says, ah, when you get to Waters Deep, I'll need to send a letter to his wife. Well, actually, uh, Brock... Could we use the uh, use the eagle or what was it? A silver raven? It doesn't work like that. No. I'm sorry. For, right. I'm sorry for your loss. Sorry about that. You don't want to see that on. You never want to see that on the road. I kind of give him a nod and um, I'll we'll go back to our wagon. Um, I'm gonna investigate the area. Yeah. Go ahead and give me an investigation check, Shane. And I'm just going to keep consoling the man and helping him out with whatever I can. Fifteen. 
Uh, as you're looking at the area and looking at 15, you're kind of looking at the tracks and the steps of everyone that's in the area. Um, there's a variety of footprints. Uh, unfortunately, as you're looking through, it just seems like there was the people that are crowded around him. <clears throat> Can I inspect the body as well? Absolutely. Uh, so I can, yeah, actually, I guess it's either or. So you can do, do you want to do, so what do you want to expect on him, basically? Because there's like an investigation where you can like kind of like look and see maybe the cause of death. But if you do like a medicine check, medicine check will like confirm how he died. So uh, two different checks, one, one for the cause of death, and then two, I want to like look for signs of a struggle. Um, and then, yeah, go from there. Yeah, sure. So investigation and medicine, and let me know. Medicine. Oh, no. Okay, no, no, that's not bad. Sometimes the dice look like they're facing the wrong way. Um, 18. And then... 18 what? Medicine check. And the investigation was an 11. So with the medicine check, you can tell that the wound looks like it was from the back of him and it entered through and went straight through uh, his armor right uh, through his chest. Um, the blade sizing seems to be about a short sword thickness. Um, with your investigation check, uh, it seems like it was quick. Yeah, from behind too. Um... Is there blood here where where we are, like, from his wound? There's a pile of blood digging into the dirt, basically, or starting to... He was killed here. That means, yeah, that means he was killed here, if there's that much blood. Um, so, man, and no sound. This quick with a short sword. Um, is there anything strange? So... The last thing I want to know is a, like if the the like where the the wound on him itself is strange looking, like if it's burnt, or if it looks like some sort of you know magical item did this to um, to. Because what kind of armor is he wearing? Oh, he's probably wearing chainmail. Chainmail. Pretty pretty clean stab through two chainmail and a human body. Pretty, pretty gnar. Um, yeah, and with your high medicine check, uh, you can probably ad uh, identify that he probably bled out from this one. Um, so looking at it, though, it seems as though just the blade kind of pierced right at the right spot of uh, the chainmail and kind of just pierced through. And it was a quick enter and exit kind of wound. Um, and then his body just couldn't keep it together. Uh, and when you first approached, he was face down. Thank you. Uh, he does his last bit of prayers, uh, Samuel, and uh, he kind of like picks up picks up his body and he's kind of straining for a bit. And I like to think Edson probably comes over and support him. Um, and then you guys like move over to the side of the road and. Uh, he grabs a shovel and starts digging a hole so that he can properly bury him. I'll I'll help him dig, and um, meanwhile, I'll also be saying to him, like, uh, 
or do you think he'd have more confidence in me doing a, the funeral rites now that he knows that I'm a fellow worshiper of Bahamut? Uh, I don't think he would have any problem with it. Okay. Then I'm going to use funeral the spell funeral rites, um, or, well, ceremony and use funeral rites, so now that body can't turn undead for seven days. Uh, and as you're doing that, Edson, and you kind of, like, do the prayer, uh, you can feel this, like, uh, wind kind of cross your back. But instead of it being that cold coastal wind, uh, you get that warm feeling again, like uh, Bahamut's watching. Okay. Oh, also, uh, it, to specify, it says it can't turn undead anything short of a wish spell. Ah, uh, excellent. I have zombies that can do wishes. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> oh, don't you guys know? My zombies are 17 CR. <clears throat> yep. Sounds like it. They have four attacks. Zombie uh, of an elder god. And, uh... Every attack makes you do a con save to see if you turn into a... <laughs> no, 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 no. The start of yes, and your you turn, fail. you have to do a con save every time you're within 100 feet of it. <laughs> yeah. It's called Plague Burst. <laughs> oh, no, he's a boomer. <laughs> fucking boomers okay uh so yeah you guys go ahead and bury that um i would like to see a shane kelmar and uh brock all head back to the caravan um and you guys continue down the road after a proper burial um and you guys continue down the road let me see what's going on today a whole lot of nothing <laughs> and you guys head over into night as you guys are setting up for camp, as you guys go to bed. All right. Uh, check, please. 16 plus 5, 21. I'm rolling fire tonight. I'm not doing anything, but I'm rolling fire. <laughs> rolling hey, fire, checks are bro. cool. Knowledge is power. Hey, man. Every opportunity uh, you get, you crush it. Yeah, pretty peaceful night. Um, nothing really happens. Um, you got, you wake up uh, and you uh, get up, make sure you're focused on it. Um, and you are getting the dirtiest look from Samuel down the road. Yeah, I'm sure. Fuck him. I, I kicked okay. up uh, uh, next you know, the blue guys. Blue Man Crew is next. Alrighty. And I'm just gonna continue working on my armor and assisting with uh, looking around. Also, uh, making a short prayer for the Fallen. Uh, give me a religion check and also a blacksmithing check as well. Alright, a 21 perception. Uh, yeah, Kalmar. You good. For religion, I got a dirty 20. Uh, for blacksmith got a 17 okay uh, with a 17 uh, go ahead and deduct 25 gold uh, from yourself uh, Edson as you make progress towards your armor sweet 
Um, with your religion check, as you make a prayer, um, you kind of pause for a prayer. And Kelmar, you can kind of almost see, like, as he closes his eyes, it almost looks like light is, like, peering through his eyelids. And you can see, like, almost like the glow kind of around his eyes. Um, Edson, you kind of, like, pause for a second and listen. And you can, like, almost, like, hear your current, like, substitute patron uh, call out to you. Uh, you can hear thunderstorms, lightning coming in the background. And you can hear, like, the storm kind of building up and then all of a sudden calming out. Um, and then for a moment, it feels like a moment, uh, you see your uh, you see her you see her standing upon the uh, mountain throne that she's sitting on, with thunderstorms crash behind her. And she looks over and says, "It's good to see you. I haven't died yet. Welcome back." Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> I have someone that wanted to meet you. And she puts her hand to the right-hand side. You see a small, small tree. Um, it looks like basically just planted, probably about maybe a three or four feet high. And you see an image kind of start to like conjure right in front of it. You see this bright golden light, almost like blinding you. Um, and you see a human male with a long brown beard, wearing gold armor with a ruby on his chest, with a phoenix that's that wraps around it. Um, and he walks up. Thank you. Fine, sir. Thank you for burying my body properly. I did not deserve to sit in those sewers forever. Um, Netson, you can identify this was the hero that you guys buried. I'd like to extend my hand to shake, shake his and say, it's an honor. No hero should rot in the sewers. He looks over you and he's like, Unfortunately, I cannot repay your kindness to me. Um, but the gods have given me an opportunity to at least say my goodbyes to you. I'd like to then grab um, the great sword for, that has this symbol on it. And I'd like to extend it out towards him. And I'm like, it would be an honor if I could use your weapon in battle. Uh, and he looks at it and he's like, that is my father's blade. Um, I do apologize, but if I could have it back, I'd love to return it to him. To which I, I hand him the, the sword. Um, right as you hand him the sword, um, probably in the first time in a long time, you all of a sudden feel the warmth of Bahamut right behind you. And you can like kind of feel it like rise up your spine. And right as you hand off the blade, uh, willingly... Uh, he grabs it and you see him like his chest start to glow with that ruby that's on his chest and his armor starts to like shine with a extra gold as he grabs the blade and you see the blade as it grabs it instead of it being serrated all of a sudden it becomes a smooth edge blade and it was looks almost just as good as when it was first crafted and you like you can see a tear drip down his eye <sighs> thank you it was Oh, it's good to have this back in my hand. Of course. If it's your family's heirloom, I'd feel wrong taking it. I will do what I can to help you. I, I may not be on your plane anymore, but I will support you best I can. Um, and as well, you see, you. 
Yeah, as you say that, he starts. You start to see like flakes of his armor start to disappear into the into the air, almost like ash, kind of like disappearing with the wind. And you see it peel off all of his armor, and the last thing he says is, "Thank you, fine soldier. You've done what you can for me." I just salute him as he disappears. Um, and then you feel a soft tap on your back. Um, a little bit of a, a shocking feeling as it like kind of like courses through your body. And you see your patron right behind you. You're kind as ever. All I know is if I was fallen in battle, I would hope someone would give me the kindness, kindness of at least taking my sword with me. Indeed. It's good to see that you are as good as Bahamut said. I may falter from time to time, but I do try my best to be as good as I can. The way Bahamut wants us all to be. Uh, indeed. And she kind of like puts her hand out to kind of shake your hand. I shake her hand. And she kind of grabs onto it. Um, and this is kind of like you switching the oath that we just talked about at the beginning of the session. And she kind of like grants you those powers. And all of a sudden you feel this invigoration like shock through you as this energy kind of bursts from your chest and you can feel as though that you can like support your friends and your and those that are closest to you to make sure that they never pass away like this hero did. Thank you. You've been a huge help with this with everything moving forward and so far. Thank you so much for your kindness. Uh, you support me as much as I support you. And just remember, well, I'll... we will find him, and we will bring him back. I feel his presence getting stronger. Like, every time I do something right, I feel like he's a little bit closer. Indeed. If my divine powers have any use, I do feel like he's approaching. And I am a bit worried, though. What about? Well, these cults of the dragon are getting closer to their goal. And it worries me more and more. Yeah. Um, my concern is that I don't know if Tiamat might have something to do with the disappearance of Bahamut. But I believe that she is trying her best to make sure that Bahamut doesn't touch any of us. Well, then we're going to just have to break her connection. She smiles, looks over, and you hear thunderbolts go off behind her. <laughs> Indeed. We may need to bring the thunder to her. <laughs> to which I raise my longsword, like, letting lightning strike it. And lightning strikes it, and you, like, kind of wake up. And Kilmar, uh, you notice that he was probably close his eyes for two, three seconds, but you can see the shock upon his face. A um, little bit sweaty um, as he awakes from this. Did this all happen within the span of a couple seconds? Yeah, just a few seconds. Okay. Oh, and also, could there be a uh, little flavor text? The great sword on my back just disappears into gold light? Uh, actually, your canary hops out and uh, kind of like starts to uh, touch it a little bit. 
and like ride along it. And as it rides along it, the canary like falls off the sword because it disappears into the darkness. What the hell? And you see the canary like hit the floor, like and like flap back up, move onto your shoulder, and go back into your armor. I just like before it goes back in my armor, I just pet its head. It's like I gave the uh, the warrior his sword back. Say what? Uh, oh. He's got a very confused look on his head, on his face. You know how you have a great connection with nature? Yes. I love my god. Mm. Let's just put it as that. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, so sadly I don't have that sword anymore, but I feel like it's a good thing it's it's back in its rightful hands. That's good. But how 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 did you give it back? Like how did it go from from on your back to just well obviously through prayer oh and Bahama did this yep well yes and no I feel like he was he played a part in giving me an audience with the warrior's spirit oh so I got to actually meet him and he seems like a very honorable soul and he was grateful for us burying him. Yeah, I would be grateful if someone buried me too. But actually, I want to be frozen in ice forever. That sounds like a good burial to me. Okay, well, uh, when that day comes, hopefully not soon, I'll do my best to help with that. All right. I don't know how I'll hold you to it, but your conscience will hold you to it. Yeah, um, I, I pull out like a little journal and says, Kelmar, how he wants to be buried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 with a K, with a K. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, and you guys finish up your watch and it heads over to Shane. Shane, wake up. Oh, mm. <clears throat> my journal already? Yep. Uh-huh. How was your watch? Eventful. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it wasn't yeah, you, that crazy. You, you can tell me in the morning. It made a sword disappear, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. I'm going back to bed. Yep, right. good night. I rolled a 24. <laughs> uh, you uh, clean, out, clean out your gun so quickly, it actually startles you a little bit. You're like, oh, I'm already done? I was like, I like... Oh, I got an hour and 55 minutes. Jesus. <laughs> um, I still haven't shot it yet. I still haven't had a chance to test out what it's like. Um, you kind of like open up your journal and kind of like look back on a couple of early pages of seeing, <laughs> of seeing when you were in Falan and you made a note <laughs> that hits you really quickly and is like, oh, that pot pie. That pot pie that I had back in Falan. Dang it. I remember that Popeye. Um, behind the, so behind the scenes a little bit. So, um, when Mark was get, you know, putting me into the campaign, uh, when I left Flan, he was rolling. I had like three days there 
and I, he was rolling for how good the food was. And I believe he rolled a 20 on my last day. A 20. So I have it written down in my journal about the, <laughs> the best pot pie you've ever had. <laughs> Uh, he also suggested the barkeep to open up a separate shop next to him to just sell pot pies. Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh, maybe there's some money waiting for me back in Flond. Chicken pot pie, my three favorite things. Uh, if, I remember, if I remember right, because I love making food for you guys, it was a bell pepper potato chicken pot pie. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Probably some bacon with it, too. I bite my tongue. Oh, of course. Lots of lard. Lots of seasoning, too. Praise be. Thanks for everyone for listening to our podcast. Uh, tell your friends and family if you enjoyed the podcast and share the love. Uh, we'll be seeing you guys next week. And this is your DM signing off.